0: So it's time. It's time to make the big move, right? Like you've done everything you can possibly do in your hometown, wherever it is that you live, but you're still having trouble cracking that ceiling. You're still having trouble finding financing. You're still having trouble getting actors, big name actors interested in your projects. And a big reason for that, and something that I've learned recently, It all comes down to the fact that I'm not out there hanging out, drinking beers, having barbecues with the right people. Uh, Came to this realization not too long ago when uh, both me and my girlfriend Gina sat down and sort of talked about what we wanted from our future, uh, whether or not we were happy with the level of success that we've received so far, um, and really sort of coming to examine the plateau that I've reached personally here in Boston, and I know that she's reached here as a fashion photographer. Now, that being said, I love this city. I love Boston. I have amazing crews that I work with here. There's an amazing tax incentive. Uh, If I wanted to get a movie shot and I wanted to get a movie made, this is a great city for it. It's been a fantastic city for my 18 years uh, as a filmmaker. Uh, well-known in the city, got great connections, and I love, love, love the teams. I love the crews. Um, I love the talent here in the city. It's fantastic. But the reality of it, the dark reality of it, is that it's all about money. When you're trying to make a movie, unlike any other art medium, where if you're a painter, you just gotta go buy paint, buy some canvas, and spend some time. Uh, Films require cash. They require capital. And the only way to get that capital and get that cash is through experience. Now, if you've listened to prior episodes, you know uh, what an advocate I am for proof of concept uh, shorts. Uh, those are a great way to prove to people that you know what it is that you're fucking talking about. It's a really good way to, to show tone, to show uh, your vibe as a director. Because otherwise, you're sort of dependent upon them reading some treatment with some pulled images, stock images from somewhere else. And then them processing that stuff through their own mind, through their own storytelling sense, uh, and trying to imagine whatever style it is that you're going to put onto it. The best way to do that, and I've said this before, is proof of concept stuff. Proof of concepts, shorts have got me in the room with a lot of really amazing people. But that's only step one. Step two really comes down to networking. Networking is a big deal. And like I said, I've been in this city for 18 years and I've done... Uh, a a ridiculous amount of networking here in the city and met some really amazing people and people that I'm going to work with my whole career. Um, But the problem is that you're only hitting a certain point. The truth is that in Los Angeles, that's where the producers live. That is where the financiers live. That is where the actors live. Actors and the money, those are the two big elements to get a production going. And I've proven that I've got talent I've proven that there's an audience that's interested in my films. And so now I'm at that point when I have to go out there and talk to these folks to get them to give the capital that we need to get it started. Um, so that's what this mini series is about. The decision that both me and Gina made to drive across country and go live, start over again in Los Angeles. Uh, and I know that this is something that a lot of you have considered And I know that this is something that a lot of people talk about. Um, And I figured, you know, because this episode or the show rather, because this show is all about giving you an inside look, I'd give you guys sort of an inside look into what we are going to go through (laughs) to do what is, I guess, a scary jump from one side to the other. And I I say, I guess, because at the end of the day, I have full confidence that we're both going to kill it out there. I have full confidence that between the skills that we have creatively and between the skills that we have uh, socially, I don't think we're gonna have a problem. And I think uh, the only reason why we haven't so far is because uh, I'll take credit for it. I've just been holding back because I put my head in the sand and basically said that I'll be able to do it all remotely. Um, And at at this point, I've done everything I possibly can to make my films and do my stuff literally on the other side of the country and get myself into the offices of some of the biggest people over in California. But you got to be there, man. And for the simple fact that there's just a three hour difference and for the simple fact that the urgency to make stuff that I'm doing isn't there because I'm literally not there to be able to run down the street or go for an hour and a half long car ride to traffic and go have a beer with them. I think really that comes down to it. So we shall find out, right? I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, we go job to job. This business is uh, freelance. So you're em- you're employed for a week and then you're unemployed for two months. You know, you're employed for uh, a month and a half and then you're unemployed for five. You know, it's kind of the game. I mean, what is the difference between being unemployed on the East Coast and unemployed on the West Coast? There isn't that much difference. Um, cost of living between uh, Boston and LA, it's pretty damn close. I mean, the ridiculous cost of real estate here in Massachusetts and Boston is just making it so difficult to argue against it because it's it's astronomical. I, many of you do live in the city and the prices for the city for real estate are just through the fucking roof. And you look at how much people pay for like 800 square feet or get like a little what I like to call a storage stackable storage container apartment uh, with uh, really cool social areas you know shared areas like cool is a roof deck with two grills yeah great you gotta share that with fucking how many hundreds of people in that building a uh, new way of life right millennial towers the new thing well this city is full of them in this city the real estate here has become absolutely astronomical and the cost of living in this city is astronomical And it's forcing a lot of the middle-class folks out, back out, way out into the suburbs, because now the cool thing to do when you have money is live in the city. So uh, that was a big thing for us. So to sit here going, okay, if it was cheaper here, then cool, that might be a good thing, but it's really not. And now let's go join the rat race out in Los Angeles. Now... I'm excited about it at this point. I mean, you talked to me about a year ago, a year and a half ago, when we were first having this conversation, I was kind of down on it, Um, but I'm excited. It's been over a year of planning, about a year of planning um, and uh, putting our shit together. Um, And uh, I'm really pumped. We're going to do the drive across country, you know, and uh, that's like, uh, let me see if I can look it up here while we're chatting, but I think it's... I think it is like 48 hours, 43 hours and 20 minutes to drive from uh, Boston to Los Angeles, which is going to be exciting. Um, I think we're taking two cars. I've been joking around that I'm going to go buy some secondhand CB radios so that we can talk to each other as we do this trip across country. Um, But uh, it's going to be fun. And so for those of you tuning in, Uh, You were listening to the uh, special uh, episodes of "In Love of the Process on our trip from Boston to Los Angeles. This is episode two of that. Um, And this one here, I'm going to tackle a bit uh, about preparing for our trip, what we're doing to prepare right now, uh, early uh, work on how to find an apartment out there, which is really difficult uh, shopping for an apartment and booking an apartment when you're on the other side of the country. That's very tough. Um, And then planning and plotting out this road trip, which is gonna be fun. And uh, what I'll do is I'll talk a little bit about what my plan is, but I'm also going to have my good buddy, uh, Lance Williams, uh, who's an actor, he is gonna be on the show with us. He just did the drive cross country. He took a different route that I'm gonna take, but I'm curious to find out how it was, how many hours he drove a day, uh, where he stayed, how he stopped, and he's been out now in LA for a few weeks, so I'm curious to see how excited he still is with all that. Uh, so he'll be on later in the episode. But uh, in the meantime, you know the deal go find those noise canceling headphones, find a nice, comfortable spot to sit and daydream about your trip cross country to Los Angeles with us here on In Love with the Process. First up, let's talk about uh, trying to find a place and everything that I've read so far uh, and with our our trips, because we've spent some time out in California, we've spent uh, two weeks here, two, three weeks there, just going out and doing some work Uh, and everything that we've experienced and everything that we've heard uh, says that the most important thing to do is to find a neighborhood to live in that you like to be in Uh, because traffic, we all know how bad traffic is out there. Um, traffic's terrible here in Boston too. But the difference between here and Los Angeles is that it's a lot more spread out. It's very, very, it's a big fucking city. It's a big place. Um, And so uh, everybody's been telling us, look, you should pick the neighborhood that you basically want to hang out in because it's going to be a pain in the ass for you to get from point A to point B. Get it, totally got it. Um, And so... Uh, for me, it really doesn't make that much of a difference because most of my stuff is centrally located. Like if I'm going to be visiting studios, if I'm going to be visiting producers. A lot of that's Hollywood, Burbank, uh, all that area, uh, which is fine. It's a drive regardless for me. I don't mind doing it. Um, but uh, for Gina, Gina's going to be uh, relocating out there to pursue her fashion career as a photographer uh, be able to do uh shoot for a lot of her clients that are out in New York that come out to California a lot um and she just wants to be embedded with a younger crowd with a hipper area it just makes sense to have that be a part of uh you know the branding that goes with being a photographer so uh together we've sort of done the research and i think we're looking at you know the Silver Lake area Echo Park area uh Los Feliz um it's you know the hipper areas, I think the more hipster versions of of Los Angeles. Um, but we're thinking that we're going to go rent a space for about a year, uh, try it out. And, um, I think it's better if we go to a cooler spot to begin, uh, to sort of embed ourselves in it. And then if it's annoying, (laughs) if I find that it's too hipstery and we're, 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 uh, getting irritated with the folks that we live with, then we'll find another spot. But, um, There's a lot of stuff that we have to figure out, and I think that finding a place that we're going to be at for more than a year while trying to travel across country, it's just too much. It's way too much to put on ourselves. Um, Also, by the way, a little technical note here. uh, If my voice sounds a little odd, that's because I refuse to shut off my air conditioner here in Boston. We're in the middle of a fucking heat wave. It's going to be 100 degrees and high humidity this week. Um, and I have to let that AC run. So I'm going to use some noise canceling software algorithms to try to get rid of it. So my voice may be a little strange. may sound a little weird. Um, but just bear with it, guys. And you know what? Side note. Uh, when folks look at podcasts and they go, it's really inexpensive to do a podcast production because the gear's super cheap. Um, you can find a really good deal on microphones and you can do it all on your own. You really don't need that much overhead. The difference between an amateur podcast and a high-end podcast honest to god is their studio space and whether or not they run silent air conditioning units because those things are fucking thousands and thousands of dollars and so if you're looking at like one of the bigger podcasts and you're like they make all this money where does it go i guarantee you it goes to paying for high-end quiet air conditioning units (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but here at the show, we, uh, we haven't hit that point yet. So I have a nice little window AC unit. Uh, it sounds like a bear running a chainsaw in the background. So hopefully we'll be able to get that out. You may not even notice because I am technically that good, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, so back to it. So yeah, we've been looking at like the Los Feliz Silver Lake area. Uh, a lot of really cool stuff about that. There seems to be a lot of walkability there, which I think is important for us. Um, And if you work in this business, whether you're a photographer, whether you're a filmmaker, whether you're a writer, whether you're a musician, you know that most of your time is spent at home. Most of your time is waiting, you know, and you want to be in an environment where it's fun, it's creative, there's stuff to do. um, And you can start to feel comfortable because it took years and years and years for me to get to this point where I, I, and I'm still terrible at it, by the way, but like trying to find comfort and try to enjoy life while waiting. Because a lot of the shit that we do is waiting. You you put in a bid, you wait. You uh, submit an edit, you wait. You uh, submit an idea or a treatment, you're waiting. You're just spending a lot of that time waiting. And when I was younger, I was always like, how do I fill my time and what am I going to do? And there's a lot of anxiety around that wait, you know, waiting for a paycheck. Jesus Christ, waiting for a fucking net 60 or whatever the hell it is that they're doing, net, net 80 on trying to get your paychecks. You're just, it's so much anxiety around it. And I think I did a really poor job when I was younger, sort of embracing that anxiety and saying, hey, look, okay, so I have this anxiety, so I'm going to chase this stuff down. I'm going to hunt for this. I'm going to hunt for new work. I'm going to do that. And fear is my main factor. It's always been my main driving force. Uh, like, how do I earn the fact that I'm not doing a nine-to-five job? How do I earn the fact that I get to have this career every day? Which is uh, a great motivating factor to getting your ass up and doing shit. But I've also noticed that that those years of anxiety, those years of of putting myself through this sort of misery, it's like, what difference does it make if I am unemployed and waiting, sitting at home waiting for a phone call, or if I'm unemployed waiting hanging out with somebody for free, or if I'm unemployed waiting, having an adventure with somebody. You know, at least then I'm having life experiences which will then inform my filmmaking and inform my storytelling. This is something I'm trying to teach myself right now. I think saying it out loud on this show is sort of cathartic because I still fall victim to being uh, fueled by anxiety, one waiting for paychecks to come in or waiting for jobs to come through. But um, it doesn't matter how successful you are. You can have a great fucking run and be doing really great work. And you're just going to end right back up in that fucking rat race again, where month goes by, two months go by, three months go by, and you don't have a job. So this is very difficult. Um, so how is that relevant to what I'm talking about? You want to live somewhere that is fun and interesting and cool. You want to be in that spot because when you're depressed and you want to fucking shoot your face off, because you haven't gotten paid in a while. You at least want to be able to walk down to your favorite bar. You at least want to walk down to your favorite comic book store and and spend that time to release that anxiety. Um, And so that's been our hunt remotely, which is a pain in the ass, uh, to try to find the neighborhood that we want to live in. Um, Right now, we have just uh, started talking to a real estate agent, which is great. Um, normally if I was living in the city, like if I was here in Boston, I probably wouldn't deal with a real estate agent because I could do a lot of the legwork. I know this town. I know where the places are in this place, in the city. I know the positives of negatives and I know about parking and all that other stuff, but I don't know that stuff in Los Angeles. And so we started to try to look for places and there are a lot of really great apps like Zillow and a lot of other places to look for stuff, but it's really difficult and and annoying And we end up fighting with each other a lot as we sort of go through and understand how much we don't know about these areas. So uh, we sort of came to this realization that we should probably start talking to real estate agents just so that we can get them to send us some stuff. And maybe if there's something really great, we'll go with them. Um, And we can be combining that with our searches for everything else. But it's just about easing that anxiety. Um, And the other thing that we're doing right now is we're trying to... uh, Find a place before we drive out there. I just don't want to do that trip. I think driving across country for nine days and not having a place to land would be the worst fucking nightmare. So right now we're spending time and we're losing sleep trying to find a spot before we go. Um, And one of the things that I'm going to do is I'm going to fly out early. So we just booked our tickets. We're going to fly out early in... um, uh, mid-August, early early to mid-August, to start to look at places. Uh, so we just talked to the real estate agent about that stuff. Um, but I think it's just important. And I'm going to try to go out there for about seven days, uh, book it out so I can see as many places as possible, and then just go look at these different neighborhoods. Go look in these different areas and see what I like. You know what I mean? I think it's just smarter to be on the ground. Um And so then the next question is like, how do I afford these things? Right. That's the big thing is that you have to have cash in the bank to do a move like this. And for us, we, not only do you need to have cash to physically move across, but you also have to have a few months uh, of buffer time because you know, you're not going to get work right away when you're out there. So for us, uh, one of the things that we did, and I thought it was a, actually, it's a really smart move. And this is something that you guys may consider. And, and if you've been following my Instagram, you've been seeing that I've been talking about this. Uh, if you've got good credit and you're not an asshole when it comes to credit cards, like if you're someone that is very responsible using credit cards, uh, and I was always taught, you get a credit card, you spend you spend what you can afford and you pay it off. Build good credit. You're going to need that solid credit to be able to get a lease anyways, right? But um, If you're someone that has good credit or if you're someone that's trying to build credit, let's start there. If you're someone that's trying to build credit on a credit card, one of the best things you can do is get a very low risk credit card and then just run like your Netflix subscription on it. Run something small on it. Something that you can pay every month to show that you're spending and to show that you're responsible about it. Um, For me, when I was younger, I really stupidly was like, I don't want a credit card. So when I was younger and I had a full-time job, uh, and this was like pre-19, back before I was uh, working in the movie business and I had like a week-to-week paycheck, the time period that I should have probably got a credit card, I didn't. And I figured, look, I don't want to have crappy credit. I never want to have an issue with it. So I just won't get a credit card, which did the reverse. Because if you don't have a credit card and you're not spending and you're not paying the credit card companies anything, then you, you have no credit. So I ended up having to try to figure out how to develop credit um, once I uh, didn't have a real job. And that was difficult for me. And I think what I ended up doing, full disclosure, I think what I ended up doing was uh, I made a, a, a big chunk of money on a job and I had to buy a new car and I could pay off most of that car with the job. So it was like over 50% of that car. So I put all that money in a bank account. I got a credit card. um, or No, I, I, I didn't get a credit card. I uh, financed that vehicle, and I paid it off slowly just to build credit. Um, and it worked out really well. After that, I had really solid credit after paying off that vehicle and was able to get like uh, better rewards on credit cards, a better line of credit, which really helps you when you're renting. really helps you if you can try to buy a house. It really helps you with all that stuff. And if you're in this business um, and you're trying to run a solid business, having a credit card is helpful especially if you're dealing with vendors and stuff, uh, and then you're trying to deal with your clients paying over 60 days later. At least you have a credit cards, so you can put those rentals, you can put that stuff on your credit cards. Uh, and if you're smart about it, you can be getting the right kind of credit cards that will not only give you great travel rewards or cashback rewards, um, but other advantages to help you for stuff like what we're doing. Like Gina and I signed up for the Capital One cards. We signed up for Venture, uh, first. And with Capital One Venture, uh, I think it's like, and don't quote me on this, I put, I'll put i put everything out below, but I think it's like 30,000 miles if you spend uh, $3,000 within the first three months. So that's a bonus. And basically, is it 30,000? I'll double check here. It's probably more than that. Uh, but there's a great mileage reward on the Capital One Venture cards. So like, If you spend a certain amount of money when you first get the card, they'll give you a sweet bonus, which basically equals a plane ticket, which is fantastic. Um, So both of us did that. And then uh, we also signed up for our Capital One Venture One card, which allowed us half the price of a ticket if we spent $1,000 in the first month. And you're just really smart about how you do that. You charge your rentals, you charge your expenses and stuff for your job on those credit cards. You pay them all off pay them off every month. So that way you're not paying interest, pay them all off. And then you get the bonus points. And, uh, between the both of us with our bonus points going out and scouting for the houses, the credit cards have paid for our plane tickets and they've also paid for our Airbnb rentals. So it'll essentially only cost me like a hundred, maybe 150 bucks to travel out there for a week. Okay. So it's a really sweet deal. And if this is something that you're interested in, by the way, we've got a really good deal with Capital One right now. Where if you click on the link on in our Instagram bio, so if you follow In Love With The Process Pod, that's In Love With The Process Pod on Instagram, or if you follow me personally at Mike Petschy on Instagram, in our Instagram bios, there is a link to subscribe and listen to the show. Also in that link, if you scroll down, you'll see two graphics for either Capital One Venture Card. Are the Venture One card, and if you uh, apply to either one of those cards, um, they will give the show money. So it's a great way to contribute to the show if you really like the show. If you're looking to get a credit card, if you're looking to get uh, really great reward miles, it's it's awesome. So it's a, all around; it's a great deal. I will say this though: don't do it if you're a piece of shit when it comes to credit cards. <laughs> because if you don't know how to use your credit cards correctly, AKA pay it off every month, I'm not going to suggest you use that because if you're someone that doesn't have the resources, if you're getting a credit card and you don't have that money coming in, you don't know how to pay it off. Being in credit debt is horrible. You don't want that. So if you're responsible, if you're looking for good options, if you're looking for free plane tickets, Definitely check out the Capital One stuff, and like I said, if you go to our Instagram uh, pages, click the link in our bio, uh, and scroll down, you'll be able to see the Capital One things, sign up for them, we get some money for the show, you'll get some free miles. And uh, thankfully, Gina and I did that a few months prior, I'd say like four or five months prior, and uh, we were able to build up all those free miles. Uh, And so we're essentially going out to check for our places in California Almost for free. Pretty sweet, right? There are these little deals out there that you can work as an artist and can try to find stuff that works for you. Uh, and I thought that was a sweet little move that we have that you guys can know about. Um. So hold on a sec here. Let's see what's going on. Lance is texting me and we're going to get ready to put him on the show. Let's see here. I got to grab my headphones. Okay. Give me uh, 15 minutes. We'll wrap up our stuff here and we'll jump on with him. Um, okay. So yeah, so we're going to travel out there ahead of time. We're going to go look for some apartments. Um, hopefully find the place of our dreams. <laughs> we have a list of places that we're, that we want. We have a list of, uh, specific things that we need. Um, uh, we'll try to find all of it. Uh, we're also, uh, uh, we're also going to potentially be moving out with roommates, which is great. which will help, I think. I mean, you have to be that type of person that can live with other people. Um, And I think the benefit of having roommates is that your square footage goes up, which is cool. Gives you more options, a little bit more like living space, yard space, that kind of stuff. Um, Because one of the other things that we were learning about Los Angeles while we were out there is that because it takes so fucking long for people to get from point A to point B, uh, people are generally flaky because of that. They hit that point where it's like, do I really want to go to that bar with that person? It's going to be an hour and 40 minutes. I'm just going to cancel. And that happens all the fucking time out there. People flake on you consistently. And uh, the way I want to try to combat that is to have a space that we are living in that has a lot of really good social areas where it's like, instead of just saying, hey, come meet me at a bar, it's like, come hang out at my place today. We'll cook. We'll make food. We'll do it. It's, it's more of an incentive for people to come hang out. And, uh, th- like I said in previous episodes, this is a social business. It's all about being able to hang out with people, spend time with them, talk to them, feed them, cook with them, drink with them, whatever it is that you do. Uh, it's, it's very important. So that's a huge factor in my mind while looking for a place. Um, I know Jean has got a lot of very specific, uh, factors for her, you know, AKA good looking bathroom. I get it. It's cool. You know, I, I'm a dude, like a bachelor dude. So it's just like, as long as the toilet fucking flushes. but with, uh, you know, with Gina, she spends a little bit more time in there. I get it. I understand. We'll find a good plat. We'll find a good bathroom, no rugs, hardwood floors. Let's see what we can do. You know, stone floors. All right. Maybe, you know what I mean? Central AC is a fucking must looking into that too. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's, uh, what we're thinking and, uh, we'll keep you up to date on, uh, what happens with that. Uh, Right now, the real estate agents have been sending us some listings. We're sort of going through that, planning stuff. But it's really difficult to do it this far in advance because the real estate market out there is a lot different than it is here in Boston. Boston's real estate market is based on the colleges. So most leases prefer and uh, uh, homeowners prefer that the leases are September to September just because that's when the changeover of people generally happens in the city. Los Angeles is not that way. Los Angeles is much different. I think it's like whenever it's on the market, they want to put it out. So if we start looking too early, you know, we're not going to want to pay for something months before we get out there. You know what I mean? So it makes things a little bit more scary because you have to sort of stack it till like right before. Um, We'll try to get all of our paperwork lined up and then uh, fly out there with everything we need and throw some loot down, fly back, pack up the rest of our shit and then uh, drive cross-country. So that's the plan. Now, the drive aspect of it is fascinating, right? Because I've never done this drive. Um, And like I said, we were looking at um, how many hours did I say? 43 hours and 20 minutes is what it would take to get us across. Uh, How did I come up with that number? Well, you can try to go through Google and try to plot it out through Google. One of the cool things about uh, AAA, and I've been a member for AAA for a while, and no, they don't sponsor the show. They should sponsor the show, by the way, AAA, because I'm giving you a good fucking plug right now. But uh, AAA has uh, been a great thing for years for me. Um, they with towing and like roadside support. I've used it all the time. It's perfect for that. Um, but one thing I didn't realize that they have is this uh, trip tick. Uh, travel planner thing on their website, which is super cool. So if you go to what is it Triptick.AAA.com. I should be sponsored for that by the way. Um, and you go there, you can actually uh, set up your road trip with them. so you can do your start and your your endpoint um, and then write down or or control like how many hours a day you want to drive which is fascinating. Um, It'll tell you right off the bat the cost of driving, I think, which includes tolls. So for us, it'll be about $400 per car to drive across, which is interesting. And then if I enter in the route intervals here, so I have about five hours a day. It looks like it's got a stopping in New York, Cleveland, Chicago area, close to Des Moines, somewhere in the middle of Nebraska. Uh Colorado, so over in Denver, past Denver, that's up in the mountains, so we'll probably have to drive more or less that day and figure out where the fuck we're gonna land, Utah, Las Vegas, and finally uh, Los Angeles, and that's one two, three four five six seven eight nine, nine days of driving five hours a day. <laughs> Gina's so excited about it. <laughs> we get to stay in some really cool spots as we drive across country. I mean, we're going to try to have fun with it. And, uh, you know, if any of you are listening in Des Moines, give me a shout out. What's so cool about Des Moines? (laughs) It's one of those places I've never thought I would go. So let me know what's cool about Des Moines. And if any of the listeners out there are like, hey, there's some rad shit. Like Nebraska, I suppose it looks beautiful. So I'm pumped about that. Colorado, the mountains and stuff, amazing. Utah's gorgeous. Um, we're not really going to Salt Lake. We're, we're sort of taking the northern route, if you haven't figured it out already. Um, and is this, what is it, like 80 or something? Yeah, it looks like it's 80 across country. Route 80, which is cool. And that should take us. Looks like it's Route 80 down to 76. This is how cool this website is, is that you can literally go through and apply your trip. Uh, 70, is that 76 still or is that 70? I don't know. I can't tell. I'm down to 15. So should be cool. Um, it's going to be pretty exhausting though. And then what we're going to do is we're going to try to book hotels along the way. Um, the other cool thing about that Capital One card, and look at me still plugging these guys, is that they have a sweet deal with Hotels.com. And so as long as we book our hotels through that, we get 10 times the miles per dollar for every hotel that we book, which will then roll into paying off for travel stuff. So be smart about it. Uh, so yeah, that'll be the trip cross country. Um, and we're still booking that stuff out. We'll keep you up to date. And the cool thing is, is because of the support that you guys do to the show, because you guys have been signing up for the Audible trial Um, because you guys are potentially going to sign up for the credit card deal. um, I've been able to get uh, actual remote recording equipment. So I'm actually going to have some audio recording equipment with me on the road. I may actually set it up while I'm driving, do the super dangerous thing of uh, podcasting while driving on the road. So you'll hear me swearing at people a lot. Um, But yeah, thanks to your help, I'll be able to do that. And um, yeah. Um, We'll let you know how the drive goes. Um, And uh, you know what? Well, let's get into hanging out with Lance. We'll do here is we'll take a break. We'll talk to him because he just did the trip, like I said earlier, and he did a different version. I think he went south, which is curious. The idea of driving through the south in like August is not appealing to me, but I'll ask him, see what he says, see how his trip was, and we'll find out. Uh, what he thinks of Los Angeles so far Uh, so hang out with us guys and uh, we'll take a break here we'll hit some sponsors and then we'll come back with our good buddy Lance Williams So, while we wait for Lance to connect with us, this is the perfect time to uh, talk about some of our sponsors, the people that help make this show happen. Without them, um, I would be even more broke and uh, paying out of my pocket for this show. So, I love you guys. I appreciate the constant support that I get from you. And first up, the guys that have been with us since the beginning, my good buddies over at Puget Systems. If you are a filmmaker, if you're a photographer, if you're a music producer, if you're a video gamer, and you finally hit that point where your system isn't fast enough, and you've hit that dreadful moment where you have to make that upgrade, and you've gone and logged into some of the other websites, i.e. Apple. <laughs> you go log into like the Mac stuff, you check out those new Macs that are coming out in the marketplace right now, and their starting price tags are at six grand. Jesus Christ. Uh, they're super expensive. Um, and then you're you just want more. A, you want to save some money. B, you want to have better upgrade ability, and you don't want it to cost a fucking fortune. Uh, definitely look into building a PC, guys. Because uh, we're now at that point, finally in our business, that it doesn't make a difference whether or not you have a PC or you have a Mac, right? We're all using Adobe. We're all using the Creative Suite stuff. Most, if not all, the programs that we use are on both systems. Both systems run perfectly the same. You know, there's a lot of rumors about one crashing more than the other. I haven't had any crashes on my PCs that weren't warranted, weren't around me being a piece of shit, basically. Um, <clears throat> and that being said, on my little Mac laptop, I still get that pinwheel of fucking rainbow death all the time. It drives me crazy. So if you are looking to buy a new computer, head on over to PugetSystems.com. There they make it really easy. You can choose uh, baseline models based upon the software that you use. So there'll be a little pull down menu. Uh, You can pick the software um, and uh, pick out a system that works best for you. Um, And they have amazing customer support, better than AppleCare support guys. You actually talk to real people um, and I have been cutting all my stuff on Puget System PCs now for over three years. I love these guys to pieces. Definitely go check them out. Head on over to PugetSystems.com. Next up, my good buddies over at Rule Boston Camera. If you are an independent filmmaker, if you're a, a cinematographer or a photographer, if you're someone that uh, is constantly trying to keep up with the current trends when it comes to equipment and you're finding that it's practically impossible and a really expensive thing to do. I highly suggest you find your local rental house and you make a great relationship with those guys. Um, and if you're on the East Coast, Rule Boston Camera is the way to go. Uh, here are the benefits of a local rental house. A, if you rent equipment locally for where you're shooting, if anything goes wrong with that equipment on set, uh, I know Rule does this, they will literally drive you out a new piece of equipment to the shoot that is so important when trying to convince a producer to trust you as a shooter, that is so important as a filmmaker, because at the end of the day, no matter how good the gear is, you know that there's always some sort of technical issue. Always, always, always. And I've rented from online places before, and the the negative, the positive is that they're usually really cheap. The negative of it is that uh, if something goes wrong, you're screwed. You really can't get those changes. You can't get that stuff sent to you immediately. Um, but make a relationship with your local rental hump, local with your local rental house. Jesus Christ, Michael. Uh, and if you do so, uh, I know rule loves independent filmmakers. Um, I know that they love to teach and train people on the newest pieces of equipment. They run, uh, uh work labs where they show you new pieces of gear. Uh, you can actually put your hands on the equipment that is used to shoot the movies that you love. Um, and uh they're a great spot they have been uh such a wonderful support for me here in boston i am going to continue to love those guys while i'm on the west coast because i will be coming to the east coast to continue to shoot stuff um and we'll get into that with lance as to why but uh so go check them out go to rule.com check them out rule boston camera um and like i said go make friends with your local rental house Uh, Next up, my good buddies over at Quasar Science, one of the coolest uh, new things in our industry, one of the coolest new technological things in our industry, is LED lighting. Everybody gets excited about new cameras and sensors and megapixels. I'm telling you right now, the coolest shit is lights. And once the LED lighting got perfected, it changed the industry. Uh, You're seeing that with the different colors that are used. So when you watch a lot of new movies right now, you're seeing that they're a lot more vibrant, a lot more saturated. Um, You're seeing a lot more really cool lighting effects happening. Um, And it's because of LED lights. Um, And for those of you who don't know, it's the same sort of technology that you'll find illuminating your cell phone, the same technology that you find in rear view uh, lights on cars and stuff now. But these are specifically crafted for video cameras. And for film cameras and so the refresh rate uh, is set as such that you don't get that weird flickering when you're looking at certain lights if you've ever noticed that if you're shooting your monitor or something with your iPhone you get strange scrolling strange flickering the refresh rate isn't right these lights are specifically built for video cameras for that reason um, they can run the the uh, quasar tubes that I have um, will run any color of the rainbow which is amazing um, so, that really uh, cuts on the cost for gels. I don't know if you guys were with us, me and Gina, prior to LED tech. We would just be out buying buku bucks worth of gels to be able to get the looks that we had. Oh, excuse me. And with gels, they are—they just get damaged. They get thrown out. Uh, they're a waste of money because uh, they're so fucking expensive. Like, one-by-one one sheets are like $15 or something like that. It's ridiculous. Uh, the cool thing with the LED lights is that you can dial in any color of the rainbow, which is super awesome. Um, and like I said before, they have built-in effects. So like cop strobe lights, strobing lights, um, chasers, like all this really great stuff. And the cool thing about quasar tubes is that they're lightweight, they don't get hot, uh, and they can all be daisy-chained together. Um, so like if you watch stuff like Stranger Things, right? And so when... She's in that sequence uh, in the basement of the first season, and uh, the the monster's coming through the wall. Um, the demo Gordon or whatever they called it is coming through the wall, and you see all those flickering fluorescent lights. I guarantee you, those are like quasar tubes that are up in the ceiling. Really cool stuff. I'm super happy to have them as a sponsor on the show. Uh, definitely check them out. Go to quasarscience.com to look through at their new products. There, they can suggest different uh, retailers for those products. But if you want to keep it simple, you can literally click on the link in my Instagram bio, at Mike And there, if you scroll down, you'll see an Amazon link for the Quasar tubes that I have, which I think are two-foot tubes. They're fantastic. Um, And if you buy those using my Amazon link, the show gets some money. So we'll double down. How's that sound? Uh, So definitely go check them out. It's quasarscience.com. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, one of the great ways to uh, give us some money on this show um, is to sign up for this Capital One deal that we have going on. Um, I've already told you how beneficial it was for both me and Gina to do that. Um, but uh, if you click the link in my Instagram bio or in the Instagram bio for the the podcast, so that's in love with the process pod, that's in love with the process p o d on Instagram. There, if you scroll down, you could choose either the Venture Card or the Venture One Card. Now, here are the difference between the two. Venture Card has a $95 annual fee. The Venture One Card doesn't have an annual fee, right? Um, So, why is there, what is the difference? The benefit of doing the Venture Card with the fee is that if you spend $3,000 on purchases within three months from opening the account, you will get a bonus of fifty thousand miles. That's equivalent to five hundred dollars worth of travel paid for. Right? And it's not just for plane tickets. One thing that's really great about it is that you can basically erase your purchases online using these miles uh, for anything that has to do with travel. So it could be lift rides, it could be hotel fees, it could be air, air airline tickets, all sorts of different things. That's why we ended up picking it. Um, and like I said earlier. If you're in a business, you wanna have a credit card for rentals, you wanna have a credit card for uh, all sorts of costs for the production so that isn't coming out of your savings, you're actually using the credit card for that. Um, And if you're smart, you're running those purchases and getting points. They also have a great deal with uh, Hotel.com, I think it's still going right now, where every dollar you spend using your Capital One card through Hotels.com, you'll get 10 times the points. So that's a really sweet deal. So if you spend like a hundred bucks, it's a thousand dollars, or not a thousand dollars, but a thousand miles rather, Um, which is cool. So that's on the venture card. And on the venture one card, same deals uh, straight across the board, except uh, you don't get as many bonus miles. I think it's 20,000 miles. And if you spend a thousand dollars within the first three months, that's equivalent to $200 off of your travel stuff. Like I said, Gene and I both did this. Um, and with our points, we were able to pay for our flights and our Airbnb stuff to go look for houses next month. Um, so it's smart. Be smart about how you do it. And if you do it, like I said, click the link in our Instagram bio. It's our sign-up page. It's our main page where you can find anything that you need, anything I talk about on the show. Follow me at MikePetchy on Instagram. Follow the podcast, love the process, P-O-D, on Instagram. Click the link in our bio, scroll down, and you'll see the two credit cards. If you go to apply to either one of those credit cards, it'll say, hey, Mike sent you here to apply, blah, 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 it's fantastic. They will give the show a hundred bucks. So best way to help pay for the show, right? Without reaching into your own pocket. If you're smart about it, and please be responsible with credit cards. Don't just do this for the free money. Be smart about it. Build credit so that you have good credit. And if you're gonna charge things, only charge what you can afford. Because I'll tell you right now, being in credit card debt sucks. So I'm not suggesting, if you're irresponsible with your finances, do not do this. I don't need the $100 from you. It's not worth it for me. But if you're a smart person, you like finding deals, you're looking to be savvy, whether you're doing a move, whether you're doing a film, and you want to just, or you want to go on a fucking vacation and you just want to have a little bit extra. I'm just letting you in on one of the tricks that Gene and I figured out. So definitely check that out. Um, you could also support the show. I don't believe in you guys paying me out of your wallets because we're all in the same game. Uh, if you feel like that's the only way, if you're feeling so generous and you want to throw a little bit at us, uh, go to our official website, process.com, And there you'll find a donate button. So you can donate to the show. I think it's like 10 bucks if you want to do that. Um, But if you haven't already, sign up for a free trial at Audible using our link. So that's audible.com backslash in love with the process. I will put the link below the episode. You just click on that link. Uh, And if you haven't signed up already, sign up for the 30-day free trial. Here's what you get. You get a free book. You get 30 days for free. I'm probably going to, re, I'm going to be downloading a bunch of new books for my trip across country because I'm going to need it. Um, then within 30 days, if you love it, you will. Stick with it. If you don't, cancel. No big deal. Either way, we still get blue. It's a great way to throw some money at the show. So definitely click the link below. Sign up for a free trial at Audible. That's it. Those are our sponsors for the show. Uh, Let's get into it. Lance is calling. So let's get started. So, hey, Lance, thanks for uh, calling in and talking with me on the show today. Thanks for having me. It's been a little while. You were on, uh, I forget what episode it was, but it's, what were you, like 12 or 13?
1: I think it was uh, working with actors, yeah. something like that. Yeah, It was, was, yeah. was a while back. I think it was about maybe a year, because the weather was nice in Boston. I know that, so it had to be a while <laughs> well, you're,
0: uh, You should be very envious, because you're missing out on high-humidity fucking 90 to 100 this week
1: oh nice a little booty sweat nice i was just there last week actually uh, because i had to go to maine and i went through boston on the way and um on the way down to see lynette and fuck man it's 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 so different here when you go back home and feel how fucking humid it is i don't even think i even realized what humidity was until i went back
0: home. yeah it's been brutal
1: I thought, know, this is trash. This is the worst thing in the world. No wonder everybody in that move. Yeah,
0: no, it's brutal, dude. It's brutal. So, And then this is what Gina's been doing. Every day this week, she has been pulling up the weather app on her fucking phone, and she's like, okay, so here's the weather here, yes. and here's the weather in L.A. And I'm like, all right, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I guess it. it.
1: Um,
0: so this episode is one of the uh, Boston and Los Angeles episodes. I was sort of talking before you got on here about planning out our driving trip out there and you just did it, man. You just drove cross country and I figured I'd chat with you about uh, the shit that you went through. How was
1: the drive? The drive was good, man. It's, you know, I think the best thing you can do is just um, really find a way to break that shit up, you know? And like, because we were able to break it up so well, it just made it so much easier we had our big, you know, you get across the Midwest and there's like it's a big hump that you know feels feels like a bitch to really get through. But other than that, if you can break that thing up by going to different places, it it, it makes it way more enjoyable, you know. And you can kind of just go, okay, oh, cool, cool. We got six hours over here, and nice, that's
0: it. Nice, nice. Which now, which route did you go? Did you go through the south or go up north?
1: We went the southern route. Originally, we wanted to go north, but all of my family is across the south, and um, it really quickly turned into the phone calls of. Oh, so you're gonna come and see your mom, right? You're gonna do this. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck! All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, we'll go Southern That's route. So, you know, my buddy George actually drove with me, and um, which is cool. He's a photographer, so it was nice to get, to, you know, kind of go that Southern route and let him take a bunch of pictures and everything. So it was. Wait, cool now, what did you drive
0: route. through? Like, what, what was the
1: route? So we went um, from Massachusetts. I had to pick George up in Connecticut, yeah. and then from Connecticut, we went into uh, first day straight to Delaware. Saw my grandmother and a good friend from high school. From there, the next day, we went from the Carolinas to Raleigh, where my sister lives. From Raleigh to Atlanta, from Atlanta to Texas, Texas to New Mexico, New Mexico to the Grand Canyon, uh, the Grand Canyon straight into oh, no LA. Shit. Which that's like six and a half hours from the Grand Canyon to LA. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, what? We thought it was a 12 hour drive. So we get to the Grand Canyon, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. We're just going to stay the night here. I'm not fucking starting another long drive tonight. I'm not doing it. So we can stay. We go to sleep, get up in the morning. Like, you know, you kind of shake off the dust, get something to eat, and then punch in that fucking GPS. And it's like six and a half hours. I like, huh? said, <laughs> what have we done to deserve this? Wait, how did the world just change overnight? This was definitely supposed to be a longer drive. So it was, the last haul was like we split it three, I think three and a half hours and then three hours uh, between the two of us then it just it we flew right in it yeah great. it's gonna
0: be interesting for us because i think we're taking two cars so it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing
1: oh yeah. fuck how many uh, is yeah it, is me you and gina mm-hmm. oh fuck man i'm gonna be honest my that's gonna suck <laughs> i'm not gonna sugarcoat that for you So uh, a cross-country <laughs> driving the car by yourself is gonna get really lightning <laughs> fast hope you got a lot of a lot of stuff on uh on uh, what is it, what is that app? when you have? have uh, audible, shit? yes, yes. Audible. Here we go. Shameless yes. plug. Audible. If you're doing a cross country trip, have yeah, audible. and you can
0: sign up for Audible using what? our uh, Audible link, which would be below underneath the episode. How's that?
1: How's that for shameless? That's how you to tee it off, boys and girls. <laughs> right there. That's it.
0: Um. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's where we're thinking. Um we got to do that yeah. drive cross and i think we're going to do the northern route cuz uh, i don't have family in the south and the idea yeah. of driving to the fucking south in uh, in august it really just doesn't appeal to me does
1: do not do yeah, that Joe. it just doesn't appeal to me at all uh what i think we got through um around texas through New mexico it was 104 at the Jesus. low so it was it definitely got hotter and it was it's you, i mean you can't even have we were you were smoking on the ride and you can't even have a cigarette. Crack the window and that kind of fucking because it just it sucks all the AC and everything out. It's just fucking hot. You got to just stay oh. in there. So if you're taking the southern route or the northern route, man, that's gonna be probably way more. Yeah, stable. that's
0: the hope. I mean, I think we're gonna probably try to stop in um, in Chicago. We'll probably stop in like um, we'll be in Nebraska and that kind of stuff. So it should be interesting. It Should be interesting. Cool. But uh, the ride's gonna be fucking brutal. I know it's gonna be brutal. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And did you have any car trouble or anything like that? Was it all good?
1: No, honestly, I had all my car trouble before I left <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Which is you know, it's 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 the you don't want it either way, but it's the better of the two. You know what I mean? You've got uh what I had like I had the catalytic converter, I had to switch out at once and then I had um the fucking uh, wheel bearings went on the right side and then it was one other thing. Oh, the axle went on the on the oh, front Jesus. left. So, yeah. uh, and then, and then before this time, ta- while this is all happening, I got stopped while I was driving Uber one night and the, the cop told me, like, oh, you got to get a mass license. Uh, and I'm making a note of it in the system. So if you get stopped again, and you don't have a mass license, you'll get arrested. Mind you, I'm like 30 days from leaving and I'm like, oh man, I really don't want to get arrested. So fuck. So to go get a mask license just to leave Massachusetts. Jesus Christ. What a pain in the ass. Yeah. But then once I left it was like every man, honestly, dude, I like get everything literally went as so smooth that it was almost it, it was almost weird. Like shit just kept any anytime a little problem came up, um, I think like at one point um I had like check engine light come on the day I left my parents and all kinds of weird shit popped on the dash. We go to the little auto zone spot just to have them kind of run a uh, read of the code. And they're like, Oh, you got you know, you're not getting any power to the engine. I'm like, Yeah, no shit. It's not moving, I know. And um, you know they're telling me it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that you got go to go do the battery, do all these things. And George goes, you know what? If your oil is low, we just put a little fucking oil in and see what happens. Put some oil in, shit straightened right out. And then we did the dumb thing of driving from uh, Atlanta all the way to New Mexico. And then I was like, I think we should probably get an oil change at this point now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, but that was it, man. So nothing, nothing really too crazy. That's cool, dude.
0: Um, so. Where was your favorite state that you went to? Is it obviously is it places where your family was, or is there something that was more interesting for you?
1: Uh, you know, man, I gotta say I really like New Mexico. And my only my only gripe with the whole trip, which I know you guys are gonna uh, benefit from this, is if you're if you make the trip, you gotta like for us, our stops were all based off of where family yep. was, right? Um, which naturally you know it affords you the opportunity to save money because you 're staying with family friends along the way. The only money you spent we spent was i think in total probably like four hundred bucks on yep. gas, and then maybe like another hundred or something like bullshit food here and there but if, if you have the opportunity to do this trip i I highly recommend marking down food spots that you want to try out so that way when you go through each area or even food spots, landmarks, just you know do the opposite of what we all naturally gravitate towards and just be the fucking tourist just be the tourist and like check all the shit out and go to try the food places because that's the only thing we didn't do was really see too much of anything or or try any real food spots it was sort of just like get in the car let's just fucking go 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 yeah. and get there and that's the only regret is i wish that i would have taken the time to really try try different places and, and really uh, absorb the culture in each spot but that being said, I really fucking like Mexico. Awesome, man! And how many uh,
0: how many days did you how how long did it take you?
1: Uh, let's see. I want to say seven yeah, days. Yeah, because I think we're plotting out like
0: a nine day run for us. Is what?
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to say it was right, probably like yeah, like seven or nine. Because I think we left on maybe the the third, and then we were there by I don't know, I think it was like the following Monday.
0: Nice, nice.
1: It was pretty quick. quick yeah, journey.
0: no, we're thinking about nine days, I think. I mean, because we don't want to do yeah. more than five hours a day unless we have to, unless we have to trade it. Mm-hmm. So I think we're talking about yeah. trying to do like five-hour days for, for driving, which yeah. is going to be.
1: And also, don't drive at night. No. it's. It, you, it seems like when, you, when you're going to do it, you know, you hang out and you're having a good time. You're like, oh, you know, we've got a scheduled upkeep, so that's cool. Let's just jump in the car now and go. And it seems fine until – a few hours in and you're like, fuck man, I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> There's no like stimulus outside the window. And especially if you're driving by yourself, you're gonna get tired it gets you get tired so fast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's boring. It can get really fucking boring. Yeah,
1: monotonous. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I know it's gonna be interesting. I know I probably have a bit more stamina than Gina does, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she'll be like, We're pulling over. <laughs> We're pulling over right now, and I still, I, I still want to get us like uh, CB radio so that we can just communicate with CB radios.
1: You guys asking about kids and Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was thinking more like Smoking the Bandit, but you know, I'm an older dude at that point. Yeah, oh, there
1: you, go. you know, I'm I listen. You know, Millennium, like I gotta hit you with the creature of the yeah, moment. I'm not stuff. gonna
0: be singing any never ending fucking story theme songs. <laughs> across that. I, I hate that movie, and I could not believe that that was their theme song. I was like, fuck. All right.
1: You know, like never. No, I hate that fucking movie so much. I hate that movie so much. Man, that fucking wolf scared me when I was a kid, man.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, the riding on the back of a fucking dragon dog. A white.
1: No, no, not the dragon dog. The fucking the the black wolf with the green eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. I think I was like probably five at that time. So when that shit came on TV, nothing about this seemed like oh, this is a fun child movie. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is with the wolf with drippy teeth going on? What is this shit? You know. Horrified. I want to
0: see the second one. And the second one's supposedly terrible, but the only reason why I want to see the second one is because it's directed by George Miller.
1: How, no yeah, how's that for
0: fucking fact? It's directed by George Miller. What the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, what a guy. I, mean, I feel like he really, you know, he gives us the stuff that we want, but then he really gets in there and gives something for his kids to watch too. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Yeah, I love it. Right, because he did like the Babe movies. Wasn't, him, wasn't he the Babe movies or was he the Penguin ones? I can't remember. I think it,
1: Happy Feet. Yeah, he did Happy oh, Feet. Because yeah. I remember listening to an interview where he talked about, again, interviews, we'd listen to podcasts in the car ride. <laughs> and um, he was talking about how he did Happy Feet specifically, just like his kids could have something they could go. He could take his kids to the theater uh, See, And I was like, ah, fuck that. Take him to see my max. <laughs> it seems like an
0: awful long commitment to do something for you. I guess if you're a dad and you have kids, I I don't know, because I don't. But maybe if, when I have kids, it'll be like.
1: Yeah, man. <sighs> that's <you> know. <laughs> I'm thinking not only not even the commitment. I mean the money in, the, in that as well. I mean, granted, I mean Happy Feet did real fucking well. So I mean, you know, I guess if you're gonna do one for the love of the kids, that's how you got to do yeah, it, right? Just
0: do the Rodriguez thing and start to do uh, the Spy Kids movies and make all your money on those. You know, fuck <laughs>
1: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. Uh-huh. Uh huh. All right. Well, that's cool. So, um, so how's L.A., man? You so you're out there now. So how do you like it?
1: It's good, man. It's, um, you know, I, I gotta admit it's, it's a lot different than I thought and I, and I didn't think I was going to like it, but I'm liking it a lot more. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's, and, and everyone, I, I think it, it matters. It, it's a difference when you, you first get ready to come out here you have people that are already here and you get the perspective from everyone, right? You know, cause you're naturally talking to these people. So of course everyone has an opinion or a thought and, or the way that their take is and, you know, the people are a lot nicer than what I, what I was led to believe. You know, everyone has this feeling about L.A. that it's very superficial, right? And no shit. So this is fucking La La Land, of course. There's, we make movies here. Obviously, there's a lot of fakes, fakeness in the atmosphere. But, you know, man, it, it reminds me a lot of being down south where you pass somebody in, in the hallway in the apartment building. Hey, hey, how you doing? And they hey, how you doing? And I, oh, And you just don't expect that you're going to get this – genuine kindness you know and I've, I've, I've run into it everywhere i go people are just friendly nice and you think about it, you don't know, have this fucking humidity and you're like yeah no shit you should be fucking friendly hoss you don't have bad weather <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't snow here I've, everyone should be in a good mood um,
0: yeah exactly well you know
1: yeah man that it, it's been really nice dude really really nice and the fucking tacos are amazing holy yeah, yes
0: yeah, they have really great food out there, so I'm I'm exci- Obviously, Ooh. obviously, I'm excited about that. Obviously, I'm excited about tacos, yeah. and I will soon be out there. So you and I will have to go on some food adventures when I'm out
1: there. That's a Fucking movie. I want a bar safari. That's what I'm trying to do.
0: Okay, yeah, we can do that. We can do a bar safari. I just got a, I, yeah. I got all sorts of new portable recording audio gear. Well, maybe we'll have to do like a, we'll have to do like a California bar safari. I've done a couple right. mini ones out there. I haven't done like an official one yet, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, after have to the far story that, uh, you told me about, uh, I think it was when you were in Atlanta. I'm just like, yeah, no, I want to do this now. I was already sold. Now I'm really sold.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. I should, I, we should be, yeah, th- yeah, we'll do that. We'll totally do that, man. Um, so, uh, other than that, so how's, so what are you doing for for cash out there right now? You, you Ubering, are you finally driving and all that stuff for?
1: So not yet. Um, I've been fortunate that with um, having a fucking head full of hair and, and looking like the word diversity on two feet. <laughs> uh, <both laughs> that's the key to success in Elite Kids. Uh, uh, look diverse. It's a, it's a big fucking help if you can. Um, don't paint your face. That's, that's a good step backwards. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm really fortunate in, in the way that uh, I booked I booked a handful of commercial gigs in Boston before I left, um, and all of that money sort of landed here when I did. Nice. And going into driving Uber out here, which is what I will be doing, uh, it's such a process to get it started here because it's not as simple as you just, I uh, just sign to the app and say, yeah, hey, I want to drive California now. Switch it. Cool. Thanks. <sighs> no, you got to. You gotta go get the license, you gotta get the registration, you gotta do all those steps. Um and and that shit all takes time. And out here it's it's not like back home where I think when you get a license, you know, you go in and they give to you that same day. Yeah. Or they'll give you, you know, like a paper copy and you can pretty much operate with that like a real license, They're like, oh you know, in three to five days you'll get it. No, out here it's like two weeks. Jesus Christ. Um, so you so you gotta go through all those motions and everything else. So it 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 takes this time. Uh, but like I said, I was fortunate enough to have um, some money I already put away, and then all those checks came, so it's helped me float until uh, now, which hopefully we finish this production. My fucking license should have arrived. Yeah. We can get into it. Nice, dude. Nice, nice.
0: And what's the deal? Because I've never done any of the driving for those guys. Like, uh, don't yeah. you have to have like a newer car or something like that? Like, what's the cutoff for that?
1: You do. It's every state's a little different, which makes no fucking sense. But, um,. It, it, out here, I think I want to say it's like 2009 or something like that. That's not bad. Uh, oh no, not 2009. I want to say 2005. Oh wow, that's not. Um, bad. And it's it to me, you know. It, it, again, we're all independent artists, you know. And we, we the, the, your best key to success is to really have the most control over your own fate from day to day. Yeah. And you know, there's all kinds of jobs that are you know in the vein of ride sharing. We are sort of the 10.99 fucking weekend warrior. Um, but I think it's it's nice because man, we've got a, we're really fortunate in in our time that for guys and gals to do what we're doing, what we're doing. You have those jobs where you can go bust that bust your ass for you know ten to twelve hours a day if you want, and get forty hours a week. And then when that audition comes up, you don't have to ask anyone for permission to go do what it is you want to Hell do. Hell yeah, dude! You know, yeah. a meeting comes up, you can just go do that thing. And if the the side hustle, if if the Uber or the grub or whatever all those fucking things if any of that shit is just a side hustle for you then you know you're still in that position where you can have a little extra money in your pocket and no one's stopping you from doing what it is you drove three thousand fucking miles to do hell yeah
0: dude hell yeah fuck yeah now that's cool that's really cool because it is a hustle and it's a grind and i'm going to be in that same boat i i don't know if i'm going to be doing yeah. that but for me it's just going to be grinding and hustling to try to get uh you know corporate yeah. shoots and shit like that so it's Absolutely, dude it's the same fucking deal Absolutely. you know 10.99 all the way
1: yeah yeah man and it's funny because when you, when you first get ready to come out here you just so much anxiety mm-hmm. you know what i mean and uh not not to fucking fan the flames as if i'm like have some mental illness or i'm raising awareness i'm, I'm just not that guy but um good no disrespect to anybody but <laughs> it's fine it's but, fine you know uh, I think it's just, it's such a big change, you know, so you, you've got that thing on your back and you know, there's a lot of sacrifice involved, but then you get here, man. And it's just sort of, it all washes away. And, and I, I don't know if, I, I don't know if this case for everybody, I had when you and Gina come out, you would get to experience this feeling where it's just a sense of calm. Nice. You know, like you, you did it, you came here now. And, uh, somebody was saying to me, like, you know, it's, it's 1% of, of people that, that talk about doing this or want to do this, actually do it. So you got to congratulate yourself for at least making them journeys and bring yourself here and taking that risk. And then everything looking at it like that and then you go, okay, cool, there's work to be done. And I've got to check these boxes and I want this level of success. And I know what that takes. But, man, I'm here now. Okay, so now as long as we have a plan and I, you know, execute on that plan, hopefully everything works out.
0: Yeah, no, that's great, dude. That's great. Yeah. Like we're, we're both hoping for the same thing. And I, I know. I've said this earlier in the episode. I know that we're going to be successful. I know we're all going to be successful, um, yeah. because we have that push. Um, but uh, you know, it is that it's that first jump, and it's it's really coming yeah. to that conclusion where you're sort of sitting. For me, it was tough because I had had 18 years of of, of root building, establishing here. You know, and yeah. then really sort of hitting that point where you're like, oh, yeah. this really isn't working the way it should be working
1: yeah it's a, that, yeah how do, how does that feel for you coming off of that because a lot of us like is as actors you'll have you know you've got like you say you know you've got your 78 years so anyone cares and you get those seven eight years in a place like boston and you're established but the market's so small yeah. that it's kind of like oh after eight years you fucking should be established and then you leave and it's like ah well whatever you know we know how to just start over and then what those steps are but for you i mean that's we're talking about building this whole thing out after 18 years. I'm like, what's the headspace for you even going into something like that?
0: It's not, it's not as, it's not as threatening. See, the funny thing is, is that even though you have it established, I have been working in such a dry industry for so long that uh, it's constantly been the same hustle. So it's, it's going to be, the same fucking thing. It literally, it's going to be like right now, it's so dead and dry right now in the city in the summertime because everybody's on vacation. And then not to right. mention that the market's dead and dry. I'm literally just going to transfer from being unemployed to being unemployed. So like that in itself, it, there's a comfort in knowing like, hey, look, if I could somehow survive doing this now, I should be able to survive doing this that night. I, yeah. I have some initial costs that I have to readjust and get through, but that'll be fine once I figure uh, figure all that crap out. So then, okay, fine. Um, but you know, it helps that uh, I've already been going back and forth, uh, and I have agent management at this point out there, which is very helpful. Oh yeah. So like uh, being repped by uh, those guys, they're excited that I'm coming out because then I can t- I can actually. It's a lot easier for me to take meetings. It's a lot easier for me to be available to do that kind of thing. And then we're working on plans on, on how to get things going and how to get things running, which is great. And hopefully one of the things that I'm really running with is a film. um, But I'm also not just relying on that for me. It's, it's like, okay, cool. I got to get myself embedded with um, different production companies and those folks. And the the good thing about the experience that I've had is that I ran a company that was profitable and, and, and great for over 10 years and then I also have a, a fantastic reel of material, whether it's commercial reel or whether it's that. And I've got a pretty good rep at this point, which is good. So those things are, you know, help you go to sleep at night kind of thing. Um, yep.
1: Moving on. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's across the board for this thing. it's, it's always that thing of, it's better to be in the room yeah. than, you know, it's like, I said actually like, you want to, what do you want to do on self tape or actually go into the audition? Well, you want to go into audition. Hell yeah. So I, I, man, like if for you being here and then, you know, the meetings come up, it's like, well, Mike, we can get you on this call or Mike, you know, we're going to have you, you know, come down here to the studio ladder or come over here to this, this building, you know, or we're going to have you go in here and talk to somebody, this, this big table. And sure. I don't know. I started to feel like very villainous in my mind. suddenly. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, my brain died on me.
0: <laughs> come into the office and don't step on the
1: plastic, right? <laughs> is, that, right that, yeah. is that the move? uh a guy with a cat into the table and he's like "I oh, heard you like to make movies mr pesci Wait, what's this? What's this guy? What?
0: Yeah, uh no, yeah i mean it's not that bad i don't think I, I i i'm curious to see and there's a lot of stuff that's in the works that you know nothing but it would be nothing but beneficial for me to be out there face to face and be able right to make on. these things happen right so on. You know, it's a thing, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to sort of pick your marketplace. Like I can stay here and continue to struggle in this market um, and literally be paycheck to paycheck, you know, and, and doing some of the bigger, like, dude, my billboards are at fucking Fenway right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like big time, like the biggest places that you can get photography, the biggest, some of the biggest clients in the city I've, I've worked for, and you're still in the same boat, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, that was really the eye-opener. Because uh, being younger, you're like, okay, look, I'm just going to work. Once I hit these clients, once I get to this point, then it's going to be easier. It'll be better, it'll be more steady work, and the pay will be bigger and better. But the marketplace is so difficult right now, whether or not they're – there's no such thing as loyalty, A. But also, B, whether or not they're paying what they're supposed to pay. So. right. You know, you just, it's that slow realization where you're just like, I'm killing it here. And I like, and, and the amount of work and struggle that both Gene and I have done um, here, it's like, Jesus, if we had done that kind of struggle and work there, then mm-hmm. what would that have been?
1: Yeah. That's, I think the naivety in, in, in those first few years uh, before you get real jaded is yeah. <laughs> it, 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 is going if I just, but if I work, if I just keep working, I keep doing the thing and I'll do this, I'll spin the shit out of these tires and eventually the car will move. And after a while, you kind of figure out, like, okay, I can, I can do operate that way for only so long. Yep. And it almost becomes counterintuitive, you know, or counterproductive, rather, where you're working at it so much. And I think I, I can't really speak to the production end as much as the, the acting side of it, but you'll see uh, cats that'll, They'll find a certain lane to get into and, and, and find a little a taste of success for that and go, oh, this works. And then they'll do that. They'll stay there with that with that movement for the longest and nothing will happen or change for them. And I go, man, like, you had you had a little moment of success. like What if you just if you just did this lateral move here, mm-hmm. put yourself in a different place uh, and then kept that same excitement, that same energy, that same effort, you know, say moving from Boston to L.A., but now it's a different market now there's more to offer now there's different opportunities and then what does that energy and that effort yield for you when you go that route with it but i think it's you know it's the naivety of thinking i don't need to leave i can just if i just if i just work hard enough this will happen and like that's it's a really sweet really romantic notion it's total horseshit
0: yeah it just takes you a while to come to that realization and i'm a am yeah. a victim of that and i think that um more than anything y- I think the idea, it's breaking your comfort. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's, its literally absolutely. getting out of those rhythms. It's getting out of that stuff and then just saying, okay, cool. Now I have a new reason to do this. Now I have a new sense of stress and anxiety to do this. But also um, yeah. I'm going to meet a whole, a whole group of new people. I'm going to meet all sorts of new folks and then hopefully just be inspired to create more. Um, absolutely. Which I, I'm excited about. It's that kick in the ass move because yeah. – You get caught up in shit when you're when you're too comfortable and you're in a situation, you just start to get caught up in all those those
1: details. Yeah,
0: dude, it's just fucking all that crap that that slows down the creative process. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know the deal, man. Like for me, it's it's a no brainer at this point. It took me a while to come around, but now we're just in the mode of like, fuck, let's get shit going. I just booked. Yeah. I just booked flights. I'm going to be out there. Mm, when am I going to be out there? I'm going to be out there like the 7th to the 13th house hunting. So I'll be out there uh, doing that shit. And then we're hoping. Yeah, we're, what's that?
1: That's that nice, man. It'll be good to see you guys while you're here.
0: Yeah, well, I'll be out there. Gina's going to be in Europe. She's uh, doing a Europe trip.
1: Oh, well, shit. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I'll be I'll be doing the tour de France, but you can go, Michael.
0: Yeah, go and uh go and look for our apartments. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh she'll be out there hanging out, she's gonna have a great time. And then um I'll come out, we'll do a little shopping, and then we're hoping to move to um out there on the twenty fifth. She's actually coming upstairs right now. She just heard me talking about her. I'm talking to Lance. Oh
1: she heard, she heard her name and she came.
0: Yeah, you want Hey Gina. Can you hear him? Here, come on, you can come in into the headphone.
1: Hi. Uh, hey Danielle, what's up not much how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good if this thing is so clear it feels like you're right here in the room <laughs> soon i will be oh no i don't know if i want that
0: <laughs> lance just talking about his trip he made it all the way out there
1: oh that's good i was wondering if you ever
0: made it <laughs>
1: <laughs> i feel like i didn't even text my mom to tell her i was just kind of like two weeks in I get a phone call and she's like, "Hey, Jamaican, I'm like, what the fuck you mean? I've been here for a while." She's like, "Well, you didn't say anything." <laughs> oh, get and Do that, huh? Yeah, yeah. We were
0: just talking about how you're going to be in Europe. Oh yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Where are you going? Hungary. Oh, she's going to Hungary. She's going to the the motherland.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, there you go. the Hungarian source. You're going to go out there and uh, do a to lot of the, shady, the, the shady
1: nude raves. The little bathhouses. Raves. What? <laughs> What are nude raves? Yeah, those are three words I just would not ever expect to I find together. I think I meshed
0: a couple things: uh, raves, shady bars, and nude beaches. But it's pretty <laughs> much <laughs> it's the lot of it.
1: And it's it all in one place, so shady nude raves.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so that'd be cool. So I figured you'd want to say hi. Hi. Mm. All right, you go. You take it off and go into yogurt. Yeah. All right, have fun.
1: Did you say she's going to do yogurt? Yeah, instead of yoga, I <laughs> yeah. always call it yogurt. <laughs> that um, was like, great hey, what did he say?
0: <laughs> have fun at yogurt. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man. So I can't wait, dude. It's going to be fun. And you know, it's really nice because uh, I've got pals out there. You're out there, dude. It's actually really nice yeah. to have a bit of an entourage of folks that are going to be out there, Thank which you. would be cool.
1: And man, I got to tell you, you I think just doing the um, doing the trip itself, like you were just saying a second ago about, uh, you know, how being in a different place shakes up the creativity and and it can give something to you. The trip itself will do it, man. I mean, the things that you see, it just it just gets your brain firing on all cylinders. On the way here, George and I had so many different conversations about all kinds of shit, because, you know, naturally the first day you're kind of just. You're just laughing, bullshit, and chit-chatting, and then it it easily gets into a space of you know real meaningful conversation, and you know you have the interesting ideas pop up, and it it really does a lot for you in terms of creativity and just growth. You know, I mean, it, it's funny driving across the Midwest too, and you see how there's so much free empty space. Mm. I mean, there's so much. It goes on so far; it's almost terrifying to look at because you're thinking, well, "What if I would what, what about people that you know?" Get lost in this kind of space. Like, how the fuck do you even know what direction to go? And you start to understand, you know, like what the mirage means to, to people in these moments. Hmm. And you, you look at, you know, even societally now, how we're all, it's, we're so overpopulated apparently, but like, we're not overpopulated, man. Everybody's just up each other's ass. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of space. There's plenty of fucking space, you know, and it makes you appreciate it. And then you get here and you see how congested it can be again. And you go okay but if if i need the break there's there is space out there for me to go get somewhere quiet and, and sort of turn the volume down and everything and again i think that just feeds into that sort of relief and that calm you can feel knowing that just the reassurance is, hey, everything will be fine mm. nice. this isn't the impossible journey that it, it it always feels like or that everyone makes it seem i mean at the end of the day man, look like you know we're not curing cancer and i think There are people that, you know, in the military and all kinds of other doctors, fucking lawyers. There's people with way harder jobs. You know, I I think we've got a really great job and the process uh, can really kill it for some people. But I think if, oh boy, I'm going to say it too. If you can, if you can fall in love with the process, (laughs) 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 as soon as I hit my head, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to say that now, don't I? (laughs) you can fall in love with the process man it's all of it along the way from the the road trips the the sacrifices everything it all just it all just fuels the art man
0: that's the hope dude that's the hope it's good to hear that you felt that way making the trip man it's good to hear that and then yeah, man. so you're out there uh you're shooting stuff right now right are you allowed to talk about any of that stuff yet or not or uh,
1: loosely yeah yeah um it's, it's nothing too crazy I, w- I would love to sit here and. and um, really get convoluted and make it sound like I've got really exciting things happening (laughs) Uh, but it's uh, my my buddy Chase Jason Parker and I were doing a short this is our I want to say seventh one together now wow Uh, and so it's I don't know how much I can get into what it's about but I can tell you it's 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 um, if you're going to make a a short film in LA kids uh, don't
0: (laughs) (laughs) because of all the cost needed for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know what, man, it's, it's probably, there's probably people in LA that are going to tune into the podcast who were born and raised out here and, and make movies or make shorts and up and coming guys and gals who go, what the fuck? No, it's, it's not that big of a deal. But when you come from the spaces we come from, you know, Jason's coming out of Texas where he's got a lot of connections there, you know, coming from Boston previously where you have a lot of connections and resources. And it's just a lot easier, I think in different places to be very, uh, guerrilla style with your filmmaking and yeah, a lot easier to uh, I don't know just fucking like you know make the miracle of making a movie happen and here it's very much by the book very which gets very expensive and uh, I like for example um, so we have three overnight shoots first night goes fucking fantastic three hour drive out to Palm Springs Palm Springs is beautiful mm-hmm. uh, everybody gets set up everybody gets in the hotels we get a location the location is it's literally as perfect as it could get. I mean, when you show up and the whole fucking thing is practically set dressed by itself, you're like, well, wow, this was uh, whoever locations got it. Good job.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: so first night goes incredible. Second night, we gear up. Uh, we get to set 11 p.m. We show up to the studio lot, find out that uh, there was a mix up in the scheduling, and we don't have the location for the night. Oh, goodness. And... So now we had to go back in. So we had to regroup. Everyone, we all with a little meeting afterwards and try to regroup. And now it's okay. Well, how much can we fit from today into tomorrow's day? And, you know, how much, you know, it, 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 the crew has a night off now. So they'll get more rest, but we still can't push it. So what can we do tangibly to get it all done? How can we? And that's what you got to really you know, start to use the fucking, use your brain and, and get in there. But then you're also looking at, okay, what story pieces need to change? And then how does that affect yep. character, mark, plot, all these things? And it's, while it's been a pain in the ass, um, it's been a, a good experience, I think. And it's something that will, everyone will have benefited from in the long run, because, you know, you're, you're, you're reshot listing. You're going back through and trying to schedule everything. You're going back through and trying to rework the story. And it just, it makes you so hyper vigilant about every aspect of it, and because every key person from each department is in the same room having this conversation, it also affords the opportunity to learn from these other people if you're if you're quiet enough to listen. Sure.
0: No, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it sounds. I. I mean, I've shot there a couple of times, and I. I know that like you know you gotta have permits for fucking everything, and I, I like yeah. I know that that's a part of the process, yeah. and that's an expense, and permits are generally like six hundred bucks to start. Yeah. So
1: that I oh, get that, that's the light end. We had a fucking, our, our, our uh, primary producer fucking dropped 24 hours before going into production, which completely derailed. Like she it completely took away the original two locations we had. Oh, yeah. So um, it, it was literally like from the time I got back here, it was just, we weren't even sure if we we're going to get to make the thing. But again, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not what you want to have happen when you're in production, you're in the middle of it. But you know, you, if, you, if, if you're if you coming from these other areas where you have all the resources and it's a lot easier to do this thing, you understand the challenges, but when you have something like these things happen back to back to back to back to back, you go, fuck, okay, you know what, I do, I can appreciate it now when the guys and gals with way more experience say, man, it takes a fucking miracle.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that kind of happens on most shoots anyways. I mean, I, you know, we can, okay. go, we can go through stories on all sorts of bullshit that I went through here. Um, yeah. I think it's, you know, you just, I think being professional is important. And then that ability to morph and warp and adjust to your new changes is what happens on every yeah. fucking shoot. So I think,
1: it not fires, man.
0: yeah, it's good. It's good. I don't necessarily know if that's a California specific thing, but, um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, the thing that I'm dealing with, um, is that, you know, here I have, I can get any crew. I can get anybody here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's just years and years of, of, of reputation and experience that do that. Mm-hmm. We got to get out there and we got to set up a whole new crew, a whole new team, a whole new group of people. Um,
1: you want to find people that, you know, like you enjoy being on set with them. They do their fucking job very well and you don't got to worry about it and then be able to call on them anytime going forward.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've been... I've been trying to prep it a little bit from the distance here. So like I've been communicating a lot with people through Instagram and stuff like that and talking to a lot of different crew people that are really into. Uh, one of the benefits of this show is that I get to go out there, bring the show out there and uh, actually sit in the room with a lot of different crew people and folks that I w- really want to work with and people that I respect. So that's going to be fun. That'll be fun for the show. Um, and then, you know, you and I, it'll be great. Like, I, I think it's cool having, like I said before, having our friends that are out there, having yeah. a bit of an entourage out there. I know Nick's out there. He's, he's kicking ass out there. Oh uh, yeah. Will, it's who basically writes Boston from his is out there. Out here,
1: right? What's that? It's basically Boston out here. Like. Yeah.
0: Well, last time I was out there, was most of the people I was hanging out with were from Boston. It was really
1: funny. Actually. Right? Literally, most of our crew on this is from Boston. Yeah, it's weird. And it's dude. so funny because like Chase was out there before naturally he was at Emerson. Um, but it's even not it's it's even people that I worked with in Boston before I knew him on, on projects that he wasn't associated with. And it's like I'm looking at the crew yesterday and I was like, I think I've worked with everyone here at least two or three times. Yeah. <laughs> in, and no and not in the same thing with everyone, like everyone, oh, you I work with you on this, I work with you on that or this or that. And it's it's cool, man. It it does breed a sense of comfort, for sure. Uh, what part
0: of the uh, what part of LA are you in right now? Where are you staying?
1: Uh, well, right now I'm, I'm staying in Acton, about 45 minutes north. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm down here in NoHo right now, North Hollywood. Look at me I've been I've, I've been in LA for uh, almost a month now. I say NoHo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, right now I'm in North Hollywood at, at uh, Chase's place, where we're spearheading production from. But uh, I, where I'm actually staying is in Acton, about 45 minutes north. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's nice, man. You, I I definitely see the benefit of, you know, there's certain areas you obviously want to live in. Yep. Um, but it is nice. I'm gonna miss it when I uh, don't have that 45 minute sort of gateway to get away from everything. Yeah. So yeah. Out there. Oh, it's so nice.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. We're still looking over in like Silver Lake area. We're looking over yeah. in that spot. See what we could find, um, but that's yeah, sti- that's still you know that's still forty five minutes an hour, depending upon traffic in the other direction. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's like
1: just yeah, gotta get. Hold on. Can we just talk about traffic here for a second? Okay, <laughs> because it's really not as fucking bad as everybody makes it sound. Oh, all right. How's it feeling? It's really not. Because I don't know, you know, hey man, look, you know, you drive, when you drive Uber 40 hours a week, maybe the perception of traffic is different. And then you do that in Boston, during rush yeah. hour in Boston, on 93 in Boston. And then you come here and you're like, okay, there's a lot of cars, but y'all are still going like 20 to 30 miles an hour, man. Isn't that, we're still moving, you know, and there's like five lanes of moving vehicles, like, ah. It's not as bad. It's not as bad as everybody makes it sound. Yeah, Oh,
0: good. That's good to hear. I think the perception, at least my time out there, the one thing that I didn't really take into consideration, which is the distance between things, which was like, holy yeah. fuck. Cause it's, it's, pretty, sp- it's pretty sprawled out over there, dude.
1: Yeah, for sure. But,
0: you know, like we took meetings, we were like doing meetings in, uh, in uh, Venice Beach, and then we were driving all the way out to North Hollywood, and then we were driving out yeah. to Beverly Hills, and it was just like holy fuck! Yeah. It just the pure distance needed to travel was pretty crazy. But the thing I, that's that's great about it out there, and I I don't know how it affects you on your income, but fucking Lyft and Uber were cheap as fuck out there. Like, is, it, is that really affecting how much money you're gonna be able to make?
1: No, no, be, just because it's so busy. You know, it's one of the things that balances out. Like, it the the rate is a little bit. It's adjusted so um, where it's not—it's just a little more—it's more attractive to the rider, but that means there's more riders. So, you know,
0: got it. So then you're just doing more trips. That's the theory.
1: Yeah. which is good because then you're not fucking sitting around, you know, baking in the sun. So it's, you know, the day goes faster.
0: That's cool, man. That's cool, dude.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. A- I've been driving Uber and I hate the traffic and everything. <laughs> We'll do, we'll do a recap, uh, in love with the process, Ubering in, in LA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, it's fucking miserable. It's fucking miserable.
1: We'll, no, do it, we'll, we'll do it while I'm driving and you can hear all the interactions and everything. It'll be like, uh, we'll, we'll do it live.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good plan too. It sounds like a good plan. Um, well, I think, th- I think this is enough for now, man. I like, I'm super, you know, a congratulations. You made the trip. You made it Thank across you. really fucking awesome. Uh, B, congratulations, you're working on some shit right now, which is really great. I mean, within your first week or two weeks or whatever the fuck it's been since I've right been on out that. there. Yeah. That's fucking fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll be out there soon, brother. So we'll be hanging, man. We'll be coming out yeah, that man. way.
1: I can't wait for you guys to get out here, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to just keep building the community and, and and be able to do the thing that we love with people we like to be around, you know?
0: so that's today's episode um episode two of traveling from Boston to Los Angeles uh it was kind of cool talking to Lance uh it's very inspiring to hear uh that he made it it's very inspiring to hear that he's happy there and he's working that's cool it's sort of relieving the anxiety a little bit uh it's gonna be nice to know that I have a good buddy out there so that him and I can hang out work together which is gonna be great um Thanks for listening to the show. I hope it was uh, giving you guys a bit of inspiration. If you're thinking about moving or maybe making you think twice about it, who knows? The uh, hope here is that you guys get to go on this adventure with us and then decide whether or not I'm a complete moron for doing it. (laughs) Uh, As always, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you following. Uh, Our followers have been going up on Instagram. I have crossed over the 30,000 mark on my personal, so follow me at MikePetchy on Instagram, which is great. Now, there, one of the things that we're doing is we're getting rid of a lot of our stuff. We have to condense our world. Um, and I have a lot of really cool shit, whether it's really great comic books or really good collectibles or really awesome equipment and gear. Um, I'm giving it away. I'm selling some of it. Um, follow me at MikePetchy. Check it all out. I've been uh, giving away a lot of prints. We just did a weekend where we were selling off a lot of Gina's prints. She has these beautiful uh, uh, metal printed uh, images that she shot. These photographs are gorgeous. Um, They're about, I'm gonna fuck up the aspect ratio. I wanna say they're like 18 by 12 or 17 by 12. uh, All numbered, small batch printing. Uh, They're beautiful. And I've sold uh, quite a few over the weekend. We did a weekend deal. Uh, We're offering them at a discount, so if you want to help support Gina, you want to help support us, um, you can definitely follow me at MikePetchy, drop me a note, say, show me them prints. I posted them all in there. Uh, You guys can check them out, and if there's one that you want, write to me. I'll let you know if i got one left, because there's only ten of each, and we've been getting rid of a bunch. Um, But I'm also giving away a bunch of collectibles. I've been uh, giving away screeners, uh, special links temporary links to be able to see 12 cam prints for 12 cam that I have kicking around. I think I have some props and stuff that I'm going to be giving out. Uh, so if you're a big fan of the movie and you want to get yourself some collectible stuff, that's a great place to do it. Uh, I've also been giving away equipment and gear that I don't need that I've been, uh, uh, giving away to folks that it's really, really, really great stuff. It's just, I don't physically have the room for it. Um, so that stuff's going to go And any of this shit. When I put it up on Instagram, um, I, I don't want to just give it to anybody. I want to make sure that the folks listening that could use this stuff, the folks listening that uh, <clears throat> need inspiration, that's why I'm doing it. So definitely go follow me at MikePetchy on Instagram. Check that out. You can also follow me at In Love With The Process POD on Instagram. It's another great spot to see the shit that I'm posting there. I just did a bunch of guest cameo stuff on other podcasts, and I'm posting those up there as well, so that way you can listen to me go talk shit on other people's shows, uh, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, And all that stuff is up there as well. So that's the episode. Thanks again, as always, to Code Electro for providing me with music. And um, thank you guys for listening. I promise I will be back with some brand new episode, hopefully next week. So until then, adios.